Yo, 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 welcome to Riffs on Tap. Welcome back. I'm your host, Alejandro, joined as always by... Riley. And our wonderful producer, Noah. He's here, trust me, he's here. He'll talk, you'll hear him here in a bit. Noah, um, say what's up. <laughs> Come on, just say what's up. The fans want to hear from you. What's up, guys? Hellboy here. <laughs> oh, man, it is so nice to be back. I, I miss y'all. I missed me, too. I missed hearing my voice. I know. I, I listen to this at work, and I just go, man, if we could just get rid of that Riley guy, just listen to my voice, solo track that, like, we're winning. We're doing it. Um, but no, we're back, so it's been a while. Um, it's been, uh, I don't know how many months it's been. I think we're actually nearing closer on a year of being gone, but we're back. We're here. We're happy to be back. Um, there's a lot to catch up on. There is. What has happened? Um, you've taken y'all have taken some trips for sure. Yes, I've taken a trip as yes. well or two. Uh, a lot of concerts, a lot of festivals. You just had a, a festival lot. this I weekend. Just, just went to the Two Step In Country Festival, dude. How was it? What do you think of it? It was fun. Again, uh, there's some issues with the layout of everything, but overall, it was fun. The bands were great. It was very 90s themed fest. A lot of 90s legends there, uh, like Diamond Rio and Lone Star. But it was fun. T Pain was there. <laughs> Dip, Dip, oh, yeah, I heard T Pain and Diplo were there. T Pain and Diplo were there. T Pain was awesome. Um, it sounded great. I didn't hear any covers. Uh, he just released a cover album, but I didn't hear him play any of those. Uh, okay. Left a little bit early. But I heard the Diplo set was awesome. He brought out uh, pole dancers. Oh, yeah. I saw a picture so, of that on Twitter. Yeah. It was a great time, though. Zach oh. Bryan was awesome. Uh, he was the first headliner. Uh, Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. And that was up in Georgetown, north of Austin? Yes. It was two-day festival? Two-day festival. And it, I believe that was also the first year, too, right? I, I believe it was. And I think if they do it again, I'm sure they will because it sold out. Uh, I think they will probably move to a new uh, location, but... Yeah, it, uh, that was the one thing I thought, like, I think of festivals in Austin. I'm like, okay, you have, like, three or four good spots to go to, and it just depends on the size of your festival, really. Yeah. Um, obviously, Zilker, I feel, is, is ACL's outgrown Zilker at this point, where uh, I love Zilker. I love going there. It's a great, great spot for a festival. But as y'all have seen, like, they've moved across the Barton Springs now, the street there, and have expanded to a whole other stage and yeah. uh, much more vendors and stuff. That uh, if they continue to grow, like they're, they're really gonna run out of space. Like there isn't much more you can grow to put another stage anywhere, really. No, not it, out there. No, it's always a hassle. How is I? I have to know this because I like to know this for concert venues, especially new ones. Um, parking. What was the parking situation like? Parking. Uh, there was no on-site parking, Ooh. so it's just kind of whatever you could find around there, uh, and it, it was pricey. I think we paid fifty bucks Fuck a day that. for parking. Um, Plus a fifteen minute walk, man. That's okay. That's like too much. Like, yeah, because like for ACL, like it's a little bit of a trek from the, the spot I showed y'all. But what we paid like ten bucks or something for the parking there, and uh, was ten fifteen? Fifteen, I think. Yeah, and uh, it's not bad. It's a short little walk, and if you get thirsty, there's plenty of bars to stop in and quench your thirst. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, parking. I always think about parking. That's why, I like, uh, up in Austin, we were just at a show there at the Concourse Project. Um, I love the parking situation. Plenty of parking. They have a huge lot out there. It's not, not by the airport, so they have a lot of land and stuff. But um, I always enjoy that venue. It's always a good time there. But, all right, a lot to catch up on. I don't know where you want to start off. I don't know if you just want to do this chronologically or just as things come up. I just think things that come up because I cannot do chronologically. I have a bad memory. That's understandable. I've lost track of time a lot of times, too, where I'm just like, oh, that was last week. And I was like, that was actually two years ago. Like, yeah. Ah, oh, funny. Huh. Cool. That's where all time goes. Um, one thing I do want to talk uh, talk about is uh, London. Because I think that is where uh, the other thing I'm going to talk about is soccer. Ted Lasso stomping grounds. Oh, dude. I, dude, I am I'm very excited to share uh, with all of y'all. Uh, I fucking went to London and was like, yeah, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is what brought me there. People ask me, like, oh, like, what? Like, why are you here in London? Like, I'm here on vacation specifically to see Ted Lasso. I'm here to see the man himself. Um, I didn't see him. You did, did not. I did not. But I got to go to Richmond, which was a fucking trek. 
I don't know. I don't want to fucking kill all of our time on this one story, but um, it was a motherfucking journey to get out there. Over, How far is it from like London? So from central London, if you were to take, you know, the the tube as they call it, the the train, it'd probably take you maybe eh, thirty to forty five minutes, maybe. Okay. Um, but that's not a bad trek because yeah. a lot of people live outside the city and they commute in. Forty five minutes an hour on the train goes by way quicker than you realize. It, it you know you you find your spot, you plan your phone, whatever this and that. Uh, a lot of it's overground outside of the city, and then once it gets closer to the city, it's kind of underground. So like your okay. your cell service, you lose it as you get closer, but you're by your destination at that point. Um, so it would have taken us about forty five minutes on that train. Um, we got absolutely fucked. They had a rail strike in the middle of our trip in the middle of the week. They had two days that week where they're like, Hey, railroad workers are just going to go on strike. They're not making enough money. That's fucking bullshit. Where are the scabs? <laughs> it was fucking bullshit. It was so it normally from where our station where we picked up by the hotel every day, it would have been just literally take this one train and you'll get to Richmond. And on the map, there's a split point where it just goes, you know, this one line, the green line or whatever, Splits. One goes to Richmond at the end of the line, and the other goes to, to Wimbledon. Yeah. And it was like, oh, we just need to go to, to Richmond, make sure we catch the Richmond train. Here on the announcements, fucking rail strike, they're like, oh, hey, service to Richmond is not available at the moment because of uh, a lane switchover error or whatever bullshit. And I was like, that's a lie. Your workers on strike. You don't have enough people to run the train. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. So we decided, fuck it. We'll just go as close as possible to Richmond. And we'll we'll figure it out from there. It's like it, it's like two more stops away. Like it, it, what's like miles worth of walking? Um, this is why we had to play around with the couch because like it's an idea. So if this part stays, if this part does stay in, um, I'll, I'll uh, to give you guys context here. So we're in a new space. Uh, uh, my girlfriend and I we moved to a new apartment, and uh, we now have this cool space where we can actually like record video and stuff and do other things and. But so instead of usually just sitting on two chairs and we're just in the room, uh, we're actually in a more open space. So it may sound a little echoey, um, but we have a couch now. So it's awkward to navigate. Like normally you sit on a couch, like in a movie theater, everyone just faces forward and you look yeah. at the screen. You don't look to your sides too much. But now we're like having to do the, well, for camera purposes and conversation purposes, we need to line it up a little. And it's like awkward. How do they do talk shows like this? It's be like, Oh yes, Mr. Colbert. I did rescue all of those pets from that burning building it's because they have really nice microphones and our microphones are very ours entry are level. arguably better entry than level. theirs. We Sci- are entry level scientifically. I think ours yeah. are better. You know what? Wherever level they are, we're making do with them. No, we're, exactly. We're we'll telling, figure it out. We're telling wonderful stories. To figure it out. All right. Let me, let's, let's get the story out. Cause I don't want to, no, so we were like, fine, we'll take this exit. This is where, you know, the train's supposed to split off. We'll hop out the station, and we'll just grab an Uber, or we'll walk there, whatever. Hop out the station, it's like an hour walk. We're like, all right, that's kind of not happening. Fuck that. Um, and, and obviously, it's a very walkable city. And it's, it's, we were literally, we hopped out of the station, and we're just like almost in a neighborhood, like a, like a small town that you drive through here in Texas. Yeah. Just a bunch of different shops, a main road, a park, and then you get to a bunch of houses in neighborhoods and stuff. Very, very nice, quaint, like, outside, uh, like, suburbs of London type of deal. Um, but we get there, and we're like, okay, well, fine. We'll just get an Uber. We're five people. No fucking big cars over in England. Like, they don't got vans and trucks and shit. They got, like, small little tiny cars. So they don't have anything that accommodates five people. We couldn't get an Uber. We waited for, like, 20 minutes, and we couldn't ever get connected with an Uber. So we tried Lyft and everything else. We just didn't work. So eventually we split up, and my mom and my sisters and all of them, they wanted to go to visit some market or something. So I said... That's fine. I'm determined. Like, I specifically plan for today to go to Richmond. Yeah. I'm going to walk there. I'm going to walk it. Fuck it. And so I began walking. Um, miscalculation on my part. It was like an hour walk to the next station, not to <laughs> Richmond. So I fucking just started walking towards the station. I didn't have any direction. I just had my phone. Luckily, I had a data plan. And so I just started walking. I walked through. There's people all about doing their daily business, you know, shopping and living life and shit. And I'm just like dumb American walking through, fucking like, I don't know where the fuck I'm going. And uh, I finally get to the station, couldn't find it. I originally told me you can catch a bus and this and that. Couldn't find the bus. I said, fuck it. I'll walk to another station 
so I can catch this fucking train on a whole different line. Walked another 30 minutes through this neighborhood, finally get to the train station. And I, uh, I remember I was on a phone call uh, with my girlfriend and I said, Hey, I'll call you in a second. Like I'm going to catch, I got to catch this train real quick. Ended up missing the train. Didn't realize next train didn't come for 30 more minutes. Yeah. So, cause of the, the strike. So I was like, fuck, I guess I'll just sit here for 30 more minutes on my phone. I called her back and said, Hey, I got like 30 minutes to kill. So uh, what's going on? And I, was just, I just sat there. It was freezing cold. There's snow around me. There's no one there. I'm in the middle of a fucking neighborhood. And I was like, I'm just praying this, this fucking train gets me. Out of fucking go to the train. I get there fucking finally after another 30 minutes on the train. And, uh, I was like, what the fuck? This is not what I thought of when I got out of the station. It was like more just shops and it looked like I was just back to downtown London. again. I was like, this is just some city. Yeah. Not till you make the key move of going through the alleyway. And when you go through the alleyway between the shops, that's when you go, whoosh, the park from Ted Lasso shows up. And it's like, holy shit, this park is massive. And I'm like, oh my God. And I was just walking around and looking at all the stuff. And I was like, oh, there it is. I didn't even need direction. I was like, there's the bar. Like, it's exactly how it laid out in the show. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, this is it. So I went, I, had, I went to Chango's little, uh, this is an empanada shop by Ted's, like the alleyway he walked through from his house. Got an empanada and a drink, and I sat there and just enjoyed the day because it was mid morning. Um, and I finally went in the bar and I like took a bunch of pictures and like I the people the the lives there were so friendly. I was just like, hey, what's going on? I you know I'm from America. Ted Lasso, haha, I love the show. Yeah, uh, here for the bar. And they're like, oh, dude, like happy to have you here. I'm like, what can I get you? And I was like, dude, I want something local, local, local. And he's like, all right, let me give you this. Why don't you try this? It's a Fuller's Frontier. I took a picture of it. Um, he's like, we brew this like down the road. And I was like, oh, I bet, like, 100%, like, um, uh, let's try that. And so I had it. It was wonderful. It was great. It was so local. I had some some British lads uh, here for tournament. They were volunteers. I told them about it. And they are like, oh, what, like, beers did you have? And I said, oh, I had the Fuller's Frontier. They are like, we've never even heard of that. And I was like, and you live in London? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, man, that was local, local shit right oh, there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was it was a, an amazing experience there. Richmond took a bunch of pictures and stuff, and it was just like, it was lit. It was really fun. Very happy that you got to experience that. Dude, it was. Yeah, I'm it sure. Was. I mean, you know, it was a long journey. I'm sure that made it even better. <laughs> Just finally fucking getting there. Oh, dude, it was it was exciting. I spent the whole morning trying to get there. Yeah. We left early in the morning to like spend a good amount of time there. And uh, getting back, of course, uh, everything works out. You know, like in video games where you're going down a path and go, damn, if only I could get behind this blocked door, I could get to my target. Yeah. You go through the whole level, you defeat the boss, and you go, oh, this is where that door was at the beginning where it takes me right back to me. Wow, great level design. Literally, I returned to the station and go, fuck, I, I, had, I had a couple beers, and I was feeling it. I was feeling it. I accidentally also bought a vape, too. By the way, vapes over there, only 2% on disposables. That's fucking bullshit. And I asked the guy, I said, is that like a large one? He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, mate, like uh, 2%. And I was like, fuck it, all right, man. I guess I'll take one. It's perfect dosage for me. I don't, I don't smoke nicotine. And uh, it was just like a little little buzz. Little, it, was, it was nice. Of course, but as I have it, I get to the station. The train is now working. The one I needed to get home. I said, perfect. It's like a video game. I grabbed on the train, slept uh, 45 minutes or an hour or whatever, and, and made it home to the hotel. I love that. Yeah. So, very video game love. Video game day. Now, this Fuller's Frontier, was that like a darker beer? No, it was... Um, so, I have a picture so I can post it. And um, I'll see if I can find it as I'm talking. Uh, it was like a pale ale. Okay. It was really nice and smooth. It was light. It was easy to drink. The second beer I got, I can't remember what it was called. I have a picture of it. Um, it was also super light. The guy was like, "Dude, I don't know if you like this. It's a um, not a mead. Um, what do they call that? It was a different type of beer. This is what it looked like. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, just like real light, easy. To nice, drink. nice golden color. It's a beautiful head on it. Looks mm-hmm. looks like it has about. Mm, 32 hops. At least, mm. I would say 33 hops. Maybe. Uh, Just from the picture, yeah. I, can, I can't really be well, accurate. In the UK, they have the metric system. So how many hops is that in metric, though? Sorry, uh, they call uh, it hopsins uh, there. <laughs> uh, six, 64 hops. They're called ops. Uh, you got plenty of ops in here. Um, but yeah, it was really good. The other beer I had, like I said, man, I'm blanking on what the name of it was. But he was like, ah, oh, you might want to try this. Like, I don't know if you like this one. I tried it. I was like, it was great. It had more of a reddish color to it, which was really nice. And uh, it was wonderful. It was great. Mm. I had a, was it a Belgium? 
It was local. Belgium's usually aren't red. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Right? My my alcohol consumption. I mean, it, it, it's probably a, a red, not too high. It's probably a red ale high. or something. Uh, no, same. I'm still like I I'm still uh, not drinking. I will drink. I, this is my rule. I I will only drink during football matches. Like if I'm watching the game at the bar, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll have a, I'll have a, a drink or two. That's a good rule. I'll drink during baseball games, which are going on all day. Uh, <laughs> basketball games all night. Uh, football games. Uh, Dude, if you're watching cricket honestly, all through the morning as well. Yeah. I'll Video watch games. Con- concerts, I think. Like fe- like this festival, I feel like it doesn't matter what time it starts, you can drink. Like that in the beach or the lake, Like I feel like you can just start drinking right when you wake up. And that's what I do. You're on vacation. You can yeah. drink whatever you want on vacation. Don't let anyone tell you differently. True. <laughs> did I, <laughs> yes. I had, a, I had a nice beer. Uh, I think it was called Michelob Ultra. Uh, it's disgusting. It, that reminds me of. Uh, that reminds me of. Uh, we did a. We had a little hipster morning the other day. We woke up early and watched Premier League soccer. Yeah, because uh, that's as hipster as it gets. Is watching soccer at six in the morning, and we walked over to the local uh, coffee shop here, Starbucks. It was uh, wonderful. Uh, you know, you support, Starbucks. I've never uh, had it. You got to support local businesses. It yeah. was great. They had my order ready when I showed up, so that's it was awesome. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we got to support local business around here. You guys like, are pissing me off. <laughs> pissing you off <laughs> with, the, with these wor- oh, with these weird. Well, you should actually uh, try. Why don't you join in? Yeah, I think right next to this Starbucks, there's a... Uh, a Subway? It's, a, it's like a Mexican meat market. It's called Eche Ebe. <laughs> oh, I have heard about that one. I heard yeah. it's pretty good. They got, like, good meats and stuff there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Noah, for playing along. Of course, of course. Now, you've been on a couple trips. You've actually been on a handful of trips, like, more of the, like, weekend stuff, right? Yeah. Um, what, two weeks ago, went to Vegas... Oh, dude, I've been wanting to ask about that. so much money. Uh, <laughs> it was a great... I mean, we didn't do much other than we were just kind of walking around the strip, uh, drinking, gambling, just kind of doing that sort of stuff. Yeah, we didn't yeah. really have time for like a show or anything. Yeah. Uh, went up Friday night, got there at 11 their time, stayed there till... I think we left Sunday morning. Uh, so it was really just... Saturday we were there. That is honestly the best amount of time to spend yeah. in Vegas. You spend one extra day there, you get in trouble. You, oh, yeah. You really can get yourself in trouble. We would have. <laughs> like, like, we were there. We got in Friday again at 11. Uh, and then all night we were, I think we were out till 4 or 5 in the morning because everything's yeah. still open then. Uh, yeah, woke up Saturday at, I think, 9, 9, 10. And went and got breakfast. We went at a... Gordon Ramsay's Bar and Grill. Ooh, really? How was it? uh, It was fantastic. Um, It wasn't like, it was expensive, but kind of what you would expect. I think it was like 22 bucks for a burger and fries, which isn't bad. Yeah. Um, 64 for his famous Beef Wellington. Uh, $64 for Beef Wellington? I mean, that's like his signature dish. They're going to try a foie mignon inside of it. That's why I do. Yeah. You're right. And it's a big size, too. It's it's all right size, but it's like, it's a, it's a, in my opinion, it's an overrated cut, but you can charge mighty. Tell that to Gordon Ramsay. I will. Gordon Ramsay, overrated cut, but I respect your game. Respect the hustle. Let him cook. The filet is overrated, to be honest. Like, I, if, if I'm going for a nice steak, I would never. Or a filet mignon. No, I would have to. I, I'm, I'm basic. I'd go with something like a ribeye or a New York strip. Um, not the T-bone because obviously it comes with the filet on the other side of the bone there. Yeah, um, and it's just so dry and it's like it's hard to cook properly. But yeah, sorry. I did have my first pina colada Ooh. in Vegas. Ooh, how was it? I never. Ha- I always loved like pina colada flavored things like mm-hmm. Monster or that Sobe, whatever. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, it was good. I've never had it before. I love rum, so I don't know why I've never had one. It's got all the ingredients you like. So yeah. overall, would order again. Would order again. Bet, love that. Yeah, it was a fun time. We had a good time. And then yeah, last week, or this weekend, two step in. That was great. Uh, one guy there, I will. So I've I've been listening a lot to Paul Cawthon the last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was there and he was fantastic live. Oh really? Uh, he yeah, voice sounds amazing. He's very fun on stage too, like dancing around. He can't really dance, but. He makes it look good. Yeah. Uh, ben Burgess was one guy I saw there who was very disappointing. 
Uh, he just put out his first album not too long ago, and he's written a lot for Morgan Wallen. I think he wrote Sand in My Boots, mm-hmm. which is his most popular song right now. Uh, he was coked out of his goddamn mind. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> sounded horrible. Uh, I think a lot of the guys there were coked out of their mind, but some of them actually sounded well. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Oh, that's awesome. All right. I do have to um, ask. We're getting close to May. May 9th and 10th specifically. That's the day when we should get our lineup for ACL. There's a lot of names that have been thrown around. There's a lot of great potential headliners out there. Kind of wanted to ask you. You saw T-Zipin had a great lineup. Do you think any of those people will return? Or it's, hey, they performed here already. They're not going to come back for a second festival. I would not be surprised if you, I mean, he's popping up on a lot of festival lineups right now because he sells places out. Zach Bryan, I would not be surprised if he went to ACL. Okay. That'd be your main headliner. That's a that's a yeah. top billing right there. I mean, he had thirty thousand people at that festival screaming every song. So yeah. I would not be surprised if he went. Okay, so that's one of the 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 things the speculation people on Reddit will will use is, do they have a date in or around Austin within you know a three four month um, yeah. radius around ACL? Um, this festival is in that awkward zone where it's like, well, it's early enough in the year. There's a chance. Like, same with, like, well, Red Hot Chili Peppers are going to be in San Antonio. Yeah. That's close to Austin, but, like, is it far enough away to where they're a potential headliner as well? Uh, which they are due to make a return. That, that's one of those headliners. Um, but yeah, there's so many names being thrown out. I'm trying to figure out the rapper. I don't know who the rapper's going to be, and the easy cop-out answer is Kendrick. Eminem. Oh, man, it would be so lit if it was Eminem. <laughs> It won't be, but it would That's be That's awesome. the throwback artist that they always bring in. They bring yeah. Eminem. It's so, not even that throwback, but they do it as a throwback Eminem. So the thing to look at, too, is when kind of predicting a lineup is you always have a rapper. You always have an EDM artist. You always have a throwback artist. You have a today artist. And then the other two spots can get filled in with kind of a combination of those things or, you know, what have you. Yeah. Um, so a country artist, if you had to pick a, a country artist, Zach Bryan? Zach Bryan, I think, would be huge there. Um, also, someone like Luke Combs, mm-hmm. I think, would be massive, a massive draw. Um, I don't know about like any of the smaller ones that were at the two-step. Maybe like a Charles Wesley Godwin. I know he's only played in Texas a couple times. I'm sure he would love to come back. He said he would love to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can't think of I don't. That would be pretty sick, though, if like Zach, because Zach Bryan and um, Charles Wesley Godwin, they like to tour together a lot. Yeah. So, like, it just makes sense if you if like Zach Bryan ended up going to ACL. Wow, uh, what's it called? Um, Charles West, uh, Wesley Godwin would be there, too. That'd yeah, be it sick. Re- it reminds me of how, like, last year or the year before uh, when Billy and Phineas were there, it was like, well, Phineas is a producer and he has to be there. Yeah. But he also has a great solo career and he's had just put out an album at the time. So it kind of just made sense to be like, eh, fuck it. Both of y'all in the lineup. So y'all, y'all are going to both be here anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, one thing I noticed earlier this year, I believe, um, what's it called? Noah Khan. He actually got his first time being, no, he's not headlining, but he's actually going to be at a very big ves- uh, uh, festival at Lollapalooza, I believe. Yeah. So that's a, like I the would first love big festival him. for him. Yeah. Which so is great a to lot see. of people are predicting Noah Khan. He is the type of artist who is prime for ACL. Yeah. So a lot of people That'd are predicting be really him. sick. Um, we actually saw him finally. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that was, was the thing. Was, <laughs> I totally forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, we went to Chicago, right? No, no it, was it was in, in Dallas. Yeah, oh, Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. We wanted to go to the Austin one, but that thing sold out in like. 20 seconds and then yeah. we got the uh, thank god that riley has family that lives uh, in dallas so we're like might as well just go to dallas yeah saw yeah. him great show fantastic it, it was fan fucking tastic it kind of scared me though uh whenever we were waiting in line in the freezing cold um <laughs> uh waiting to get into that concert i saw a bunch of youngins i'm just like oh no don't tell me these are just a bunch of tiktok fans that are just like Oh, I heard stick season. Let me go see him. But like, actually, everybody in the crowd was singing every one of his songs. I was just like, "This yeah, is was, a good crowd." It was hard, hardcore fans all around. Uh, that that was, I think, one of my greatest concert experiences. Oh yeah, it was very him. good. 
Then we snuck into the VIP area. I mean, it wasn't like VIP, (laughs) but it was like the so the balcony or whatever where their seating is. We were like, "Fuck it, let's go see what that's like." And then just walked past security. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then we got to see some like some of his older songs played at the very end, which was like really nice. Got to see it like right up there. We were originally like pretty close uh, in our original spot, but it was like so crowded that we were just like, "Ah, let's move somewhere else." And then we eventually made it to the top, and it was like, "This is good. This is what we need." It was, it was a fantastic concert, though. Dude, that's awesome, man. I'm yeah. so glad to hear. Um, yeah, it sucks I couldn't make it to that concert, that show. And so I'm hoping to see him at ACL. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been playing his music a lot more lately. And uh, I don't know, just love his vibe, man. It's just a great vibe. Great vibes. Oh, oh yeah. And I mean, I mean, he especially with how much he blew up with Stick Season, I, I think he would be, I think he would get a good crowd at ACL. And he's kind of, oh. he fits the vibe for ACL perfectly. Mm-hmm. The fact that how fast he sold out Austin, yeah. uh, the Austin concert, I think he would uh, get a decent crowd going uh, to see him at ACL. If he would, to, uh, if he were to show up, I honestly would put my money on it that he will be there. Not as yeah. a headliner, but at least uh, maybe on the stage where like Charlie Crockett played mm-hmm. or something like that, somewhere like that. He'd have a good like four o'clock slot, five o'clock yeah, exactly. slot somewhere. Yeah. Which I would not mind at all. No. Um, back to headliners. Who is your today's artist? Your pop artist? Who ticket seller? Who's your Who's your person who's gonna show up? Uh, let me look at my Ed Spotify. Sheeran. Ed oh, Sheeran. Would be ACL? Awesome, but... ACL. Yeah. Oh, the he- like pop off headliner. Yeah, because mm. I was gonna ask what your EDM person would be, but like y'all are not super diplo. <laughs> it, it, so I'll give you the list. It's gonna It's gonna come to three people most likely. It's gonna come to Skrillex, unlikely. Odessa, extremely likely. And Calvin Harris. Calvin Harris playing a lot of festivals. He's a due for a return to yeah. ACL. Odessa always plays ACL. I don't know why. They're just always there. I'm just a fan of them. But they sell tickets. They do. And Skrillex, he has not made a return since 2014. 2014, uh, 2013. He's due for a return. He is playing more festivals. They're going to have uh, the hologram of Avicii there. Oh, dude, that would actually be kind of fucking lit. That hits deep right there. I would go, I would go see that. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, mm. hey, uh, so I'm going to date this real quick. Uh, Friday or Saturday, y'all doing anything? I'm off, but I don't know if I'm doing anything or not. No. You guys want to go to a Shrek rave? Shrek, Shrek rave? rave? Yeah, it's, all, it's at the mark on Saturday. If I'm going to be honest, I don't know if I'm mentally prepared for that right now. Like, no one's I, mentally prepared so, for that. The fact that like, just like even going out to like... I'm... If I'm going to be honest, I'm all <laughs> tuckered out of, like, concerts. Just because, like, I need to save money. And, two, I'm just tired all the time right now for some weird reason. You need some like, rest, games, I think. Uh, so, is it a rave where everyone dresses like Shrek? Or where they play <laughs> Shrek music? No, or both? Both. So, okay. uh, literally, people cosplay as the various characters. The classic is, you got two friends. All y'all wear white and put the sunglasses on. Three blind mice. Great, easy That's cosplay. so easy. That's so smart at the it same time. Fucking so Farquaad. Easy. Yeah, a lot of Lord Farquads out there. No, we see no con. Uh, <laughs> the Muffin Man. The Muffin Man. <laughs> the Muffin Man. I've seen those on, on TikTok as well. Uh, but yeah, people just fucking just, they play Shrek music. It's a bunch of DJs just playing like fun music. Like, just Shrek starts off with like, get out of my swamp. Yeah, no, <laughs> seriously. Exactly. No, that's literally it. Literally what to expect. You should be a DJ. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you should work on that. <laughs> He's already a producer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, producing um, no bitches. He's nuts. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but uh, they have Shrek-themed drinks. They have like, green drinks and shit there. Yeah. But the tickets were like 20 bucks a pop. Um, so if y'all are interested... I will maybe let you know. <laughs> you have piqued my interest. I love Shrek music. I mean, that's got to be the greatest soundtrack for an animated movie for sure. You got Jeff Bl- uh, Buckley's Hallelujah in there. You got... Um, well, hold on. Are we just talking like a... about Shrek 1? Huh? Because have you, are we just talking about Shrek 1? I just think Shrek in general. Oh, because I, if I had to pick a best of all the Shrek movies, it's Shrek 2 for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shrek 2's got bangers on it for days. Um, it amazes me all the songs that are on that soundtrack. The other one I always point to, uh, if like 90s music, 
the Digimon the movie soundtrack is also really lit. It just has a lot of ska punk on there. Heck yeah, dude. Um, everyone loves Gwen Kinsen. Stefani. No. Yeah. Well, no, I wish. <laughs> I wish. The more obscure stuff. Um, yeah, nah. movie soundtrack don't get talked enough about. It, they don't. But it's Shrek and then anything by Phil Collins. Correct. I was honestly yeah. about to bring that up. Phil Collins, if you were born late, uh, early, well, mid to late 90s into early 2000s, you, Phil Collins has a place in your heart. Phil, Phil Collins. Because I mean, he I, will be in your heart. He, he doesn't get talked about just how talented he is. Right, he His career is immense. He, he was in a groundbreaking band with Genesis, Genesis mm-hmm. and then just had a groundbreaking solo career, probably put out one of the most recognizable songs of all time, uh, and then was like, fuck it, I'm going to do animated movies, and then killed that shit. Absolutely fucking killed Yeah, Phil Collins is fucking lit, dog. And his daughter? Lit. He also helped invent, on accident, uh, the reverb drums as well. Yeah. And he changed the way 80s, like 80s music took a whole nother fucking direction when they heard the reverb drums and were like, that's why you hear the, that's why the way drums sound the way they do in all 80s music. Cause it's fucking, they heard that sound, loved it and it just became the style. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where it, it was all, I guess not psych rock, but it was kind of from that era and then just straight into like the kind of synth pop, synth rock era. Question Riley. As a country artist, um, uh, not you being a country artist for ACL though, um, do you think you could ever you could see a chance of Chris Stapleton making an appearance at ACL? Um, probably not. I don't know. I was just, it's an actual curious question. I don't know. I would like, love what to see. He... I would love to see him there. Yeah, of I course. I don't know if he would do it. Oh no. Why do you think he's too big? Not too big. I just don't. I don't know. I don't really see him at ACL. He really blew up after that national anthem. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I think he blew up a long time before <laughs> no, I'm that. kidding. Uh, well, Let me just actually, say, though, that national anthem was fire, though. Probably he, one of the best. He, he blew up in part thanks to Justin Timberlake. Oh, like, yeah. their yeah. live performance. I think it was at the CMAs. Um, oh, for... Um, they played the Tennessee Whiskey and then Drink You Away yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what blew Chris Stapleton up. But I just don't see him as like an ACL artist. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. That's true. There's some artists like you can almost just you can't visualize their name on. The yeah, screen. imagine one, though. Like I again, <laughs> I don't see like Ed Sheeran going there. Oh no, U2 no, would, would never go it. there yeah. for as much as I I want that. Um, hmm. It's where we had Paul McCartney though. Yeah, he was one that I was just like he probably just wanted to trip to Austin. He's like, oh, free trip to Austin, chill, play a yeah. festival, play two hours. He played a full fucking set, and that guy is like 70 years old. 10 out of 10 cool. impression right there. Oh, big Paul McCartney fan. <laughs> of course, yeah. of course. Old you, time listeners you, will know. Big McCartney guy. You are? Yeah. I big. never would have guessed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah he, obviously the most talented Beatles member. Oh, 100%. Literally. What do you mean? Ringo? John was overrated. Ringo? <laughs> John wrote some great songs, but I mean, it was all Paul. It was Paul followed by Yoko. Yeah. She's not an official member of the Yoko band, but like, you know, she's in the tier list though. Yoko, Yoko might be the most influential Beatle ever. Yeah. she broke the fucking Beatles up. No, really. 100% for real. I oh, mean. We haven't talked about that theory. I sent y'all a TikTok. I don't know if y'all saw it. The, uh, the Paul McCartney not. about his death and how he died yes, in Yes, I saw that. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's wild. And it's fucking horseshit so you so think they found a lookalike so look you, like he was just like sitting in he was in a writing class one day and they're like you kind of write like paul mccartney and you kind of look like him too all right i'm gonna give some context here so the tiktok is one of those like mystery like thriller suspense tiktoks where they're like did you know that paul mccartney actually died in 1982 and i was like everyone immediately goes oh, of course not he's right here i just saw yeah. him and it's like uh, well, there's this whole long theory about how he was in a car accident in 1982 on his way home and he crashed there at Abbey Road. Yeah. And there's a reason why there's a whole bunch of symbolism in the artwork and all the album posts. Paul McCartney, like, how can he standing away from the rest of the group and like turned away? And why is Abbey Road referenced here in the number 82 reference, 1982 specifically? And uh, this whole theory that they replaced him with the look like the band couldn't go on without him, so they just replaced him with the look alike. Which, yeah, yeah, that's fucking. There's no way it's a look alike. No, it's not. 
I mean, you're telling me he did some of his best songwriting, like his lookalike did some of their best songwriting ever? It was actually Ringo, but they're like, look, yeah. Ringo, I'm sorry. We're ha- going to have to credit to fake Paul over here. Yeah. It was like, but he doesn't even like, he's not even part of the band. He's not, he's just there. Yeah. He's a fill-in. And you're just like, sorry, man. Like fake, like fake Paul, like Paul needs the credits. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's fucking wild. It's like the, I don't know if you guys, uh, this is way before our time. I only learned about this recently. Apparently there was a theory going around that Mark Hamill from Star Wars Episode 4 to Episode 5, um, that they replaced him with the lookalike as well. Have you guys heard about this theory? No, I've I never heard not. of that. Although I believe that one more than <clears throat> I believe Paul McCartney died. So the the whole theory goes that if you look at Episode 4 and you watch Episode 5, Luke looks pretty different. Yeah. Fairly different facially. His face just looks different, and it's hard to tell what's different about him. It's like you can just tell something off about him. So the debunk on it is, you know, they say he's a clone or whatever. He's yeah. a lookalike. But the debunk is that he was in a car accident between the two movies, the filming of the two movies, and it was a pretty bad car accident where he had to get facial, like, get a lot of, like, cuts and scars and everything. Yeah. And so they just had to patch him up the best they could. But that was a long-running theory that uh, like, they're like, if you look at the way he moves different, he talks different. I was like, no, that just Mark Hamill, his face is just fucked up yeah. now, and they had to put a lot of Which, makeup I on mean, him. do you take offense to that? As like, if you're Mark Hamill and you hear that, like, it, no, because his face is great here, but it's really fucked up after. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like you just have to be like, like yeah, I don't know how you respond to that, but yeah. hey, thanks, Jack. <laughs> like fucking. You know, it's me, Mark Hamill, I'm here. But again, it's like like people get so caught up in this. But I'm like, do you realize, one, how hard it is to find a lookalike? Two, how hard it would be to get them and their entire family and friends to go along with this, that I am now Paul McCartney. <laughs> Three, to have him be a great singer yeah. like the old and sound exactly like the old Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. And then four, have him also be a great songwriter. Because it's not just him with the Beatles, it's his solo career and shit too. And he, the stuff that he did with other artists. It's no, just like you that's impossible. We watched in the Beatles documentary how like he just came up with that song. He's just fiddling around on the guitar. Yeah. Fake Paul wouldn't have just fiddled around with the guitar and been like, I got a hit song right here. Yeah. I got this. But like, no, it's Paul McCartney, my guys. Okay, a little, little different like thing. Uh, segue off of this, what you guys are talking about. Am, am I the only kid growing up that like when you watch the Harry Potter movies, did not even realize the switch between the old, uh, the original um, Dumbledore to the new Dumbledore, like between the second and third or something, or first or second, it's like third and fourth, I think maybe. I, didn't, I think it's the first and second. I mean, I didn't know as you got older and you figured that out. Yeah, you're like that's crazy. I didn't <laughs> notice it at first. Obviously, looking back, like okay, yeah, that's a different guy. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like <laughs> yeah. it's a, it looks different, but like growing up, I'm like that's the same motherfucker. Yeah, I didn't get to formulate my own opinion on that. Unfortunately, I was told. Isn't it weird that they changed Gandalf or Gandalf? <laughs> yeah, they changed uh, Dumbledore's, and I was like, I haven't seen the movie yet. Sir so Ian like, McKellen died when they were making the third one. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I was looking. I think it was so, the first to second movie. I was looking yeah. for it. I was looking for the difference, and I was like, why? Well, because I didn't remember what movie it was either. So I was yeah. just looking for the difference. So I, I didn't get to formulate my own opinion on that. Okay, sorry. That was just random. It just made uh, this whole conversation about, like, people switching just made me think about that, but, like, in a completely different way. Well, it's funny the rumors that we believe as children, too. Um, The classic one is, is for me, like, as a Pokemon fan and growing up around people who played Pokemon, they talk about in the first generation games, like, oh, if you do this and this and this, you can catch Mewtwo or whatever. You do this and do that and do that. It's funny how easy we're able to just fall for this fucking shit. That's impossible nowadays. We have the internet. No, yeah. Yeah, anytime anyone can, says something to you, you can just go ahead and just be like, well, I'm just going to look that up real quick. That is yeah, Although true. I am an elite level gaslighter. So like I, I'll gaslight Brock all the time into thinking he's wrong about shit <laughs> until he finally looks it up. Oh, man, I, oh, man, but I, I think do well, that with someone. But it was like I told him uh, we were in the car and we were driving and we were listening to Avicii. And uh, I was like, it's, I was like, it took me so long to read, like, cause I wasn't into EDM ever growing up. I just heard some Avicii songs and I was like, oh, this guy's pretty good. And then I realized it's not actually Avicii singing, you know, it's <laughs> Aloe Black and you know, yeah. Zach Brown band on one 
fucking song. And I was like, it's yeah, different artist. And then he was, this was a couple weeks ago. He was like, it's a different artist. <laughs> I was like, I don't sound the same, Brock. Okay. So jumping off of that, are there, so there's one artist in particular that comes to mind who they use their DJ, uh, Calvin Harris. They have a lot of people featured on their music and they sing. Yeah. But Calvin also sings on his own tracks. Yeah. So it's hard to tell sometimes because sometimes he won't have any artists listed, but there's lyrics. I'm like, did he do those lyrics himself? Did he sing himself? Because um, I forget that producers will like, they have all the tools in the world to manipulate their voice however they want. Yeah. So like Valentino Khan, um, he's the one who does the voice on Deep Down Low. And it's just so deep. It's just like deep down low, deep down low. And it's like sounds nothing like his regular voice. I didn't realize that was him. He was just like, oh yeah, I just literally whipped it up real quick. Yep. And there was a couple other DJs who were like, oh yeah, I just whipped together this uh, thing. I forgot. It was a song by Malachi. Um, oh man, I can't remember the name of it. I've been listening to it nonstop and I can't remember it. But yeah, he did the vocals on that too. And was just like, oh, that's cool. It's quick. Let me just record it in my laptop mic real quick. Bam, done. You're, got the, all the vocals done. A person who does that a lot within their music, not EDM specific, is... Um John Bellion. If you look at his making ofs, uh, a lot of like the sounds you hear in uh, in his music is just his voice pitched up, down, or added effect to it, some kind of thing. And then I'm just like watching that guy. I'm just like, this guy's the most impressive human being. I've I ever love seen in my watching life. his like making of videos. Kind of emotional too. Watching it is, him. yeah. But it's also like it's just that guy's so talented. And yes. then. I didn't realize like, he's written songs for that. He wrote uh, Holy Holy, for Justin yeah. Bieber. Uh, but he, I mean, he's, his name is all over the fucking pop is, world. No, he And then you have people different. like, um, uh, what, why am I blanking on him, his name right now? Fucking. The Podcast Effect. Um, in normal conversation. Scottishman. Um, freaking. Ed Louis Capaldi. Louis Capaldi. He, he, uh, what do they I was, call him? I was just looking at. This, I think it's the same thing. So he'll write songs for people. Yeah. He wrote a song called Never Really Loved Me. Uh, it's a Kygo song that Dean Lewis uh, is singing on. Okay. And uh, I saw, I, I heard the song before, and then I saw a video on YouTube, and it was Making Of, uh, whatever. And Louis Capaldi wrote the lyrics for it. But I was like, there's no fucking way. So I went to the credits, and he's not credited. So I was like, no, he didn't. Like, what is this? Yeah. Then I saw another video of Louis Capaldi on a talk show, and he was like, yeah, I'll write songs sometimes and just put a random, like, I have two, like, pseudonyms that I'll, I'll put down as the uh, fucking writer. So one of the writers on this is Anita Jobby. Um, <laughs> Jobby is Scottish slang for shit. <laughs> so his pseudonym, one of his pseudonyms for writing is Anita Jobby. So if you ever see a song with a written by Anita Jobby, that is Louis Capaldi. Dude, there you go. Oh, man, that's too fucking funny, man. Uh, it's like, because, like, back in the day, like, uh, authors would do that. Like, Dr. Seuss, like, his actual name. Yeah. Um, a lot of women would have to, like, just pick names to be, like, oh, the only one I can get published, uh, which kind of fucked up back then. Yeah. Um, Wasn't it, like, a really, like, famous, like, book? Uh, that... uh, it's Little Women. Is it? I, I believe it was Little Women... She so in the book, the story Little Women, she's writing a book which is Little Women. Uh, and her publisher told her she she couldn't they couldn't publish that. Hmm. But she decided to do it as a pseudonym. But the whole story she eventually is able to get it to actually be her name. Interesting, interesting. Um but yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's Little Women. I'm gonna have I know when people text me about that when I always have that happen. If it happened to you, people text you or call you and mention like, Hey, you know you got that thing wrong on the podcast. Yeah, my brother does that all the time. Yeah, fucking yeah. I'm like, I know none of my about. family watches the podcast. Yeah, well, thank so. you. well, thanks for the support. Yeah, yeah, I really yeah. appreciate. Well, I don't want them to hear my podcast. I tell they know I do it. Yeah, uh, they just don't listen. Kind of rude, but well, we'll fuck, fuck them. My mom listens to the first episode for the first time, and then she just hears Riley like, "Fuck them." Yeah, <laughs> not not I'm, you. Uh, <laughs> I'm a uh, I'm always selling the podcast. I sold. Well, no, the I sell them to um, like my coworkers and shit like that. And yeah. Stuff like that. I'm like, oh yeah, we do podcasts. Like because I have this one coworker who's like into music. He's an older guy, so he does like a lot of old school type music. And I tell him, yeah, I'm really big into audio production. And then uh, I, we always like talk like mic uh, about microphones, all this kind of stuff. Like 
uh, certain things that within his music and stuff like that. So I'm just like always trying to push it out there, even though we haven't made any episodes in so long. So, so I, I, uh, I'm going to steal a term from another podcast. I really like pass the pod. Um, uh, I was passing the pod the other day at tournament. I got a chance to go out with the volunteers and, and have a drink with them. I had one beer. I was, yeah. I was one of those times where outside of football, yeah. I had one drink. That's um, a special occasion. Exactly. And I'm not going to go around the water with me. Yeah. Uh, so I, I ran out the beer and I got to hang out with my British lads. I worked a lot with the, with a bunch of these three dudes from Sweden. They were wonderful lads. Sweden. They were amazing to work with. They were, uh, I learned so much from them. And uh, I'm hoping I get to go over there to a European tour event, go to their course in Sweden. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, dude, 100%. So we, we like add each other on socials and stuff um, so I can keep up with them. And, uh, but yeah, like shout out, you know. Um, shout out Sweden. Uh, shout out Sweden and the Swedish boys, you know who you are. But I was selling the pod to them. I told, I just mentioned it in passing. And they're like, you do a podcast? And I was like, how do you have time for that? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. It, it just, just happens. It just happens. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like today, it just happened it, it just happened it's exactly. here we're here so welcome back like this was not in my plans like technically it was in my plans but not really at the same time because we made this decision to do the, to do this yesterday yeah so then it just happened so like yeah it was supposed to be the week before and the week before but the week and then the week before with that yeah. too but now <laughs> look at us we're look here us now recording an episode <laughs> um but um but yeah shout out all those wonderful lads they were amazing to work with and hang out with and I, I told them about the podcast and they were super excited to say all I told them uh, we'd have new episodes soon so here it is here's the new episode oh yeah um, oh question have you guys heard Logic's new song no self medication is um, it good it's I would say it's very good and w- just for the one contributor to it Seth McFarlane what? Isn't it? No. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I heard like a snippet of and Seth MacFarlane singing. Exactly. And then okay. a lot of people were talking about like, uh, I, if you didn't tell me it was Seth MacFarlane, I would have thought it was um, Frank Sinatra this yeah. whole entire time. He but, has like, an awesome voice. Yeah, he has a great Dude. voice. Yeah. Well, because he, he plays so many characters on there and then he does so many musical numbers with yeah. each one of the characters. Well, that's also so a thing with uh, like voice actors, though. A lot of voice actors, if you're a good voice actor, not like those people like, let's say, the voice actor Rizuko, who just literally speaking his regular voice. Dante yeah. Vasco? <laughs> yeah. He doesn't do anything <laughs> special with his voice. If you're an actual voice actor that like changes his like uh, a voice like drastically, normally uh, they're going to be good singers. Yeah. Or be able to imitate good singers. Yeah, exactly. They have good control so, of their voice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They got those I, deep throats. I would imagine <laughs> I would imagine people who do impressions as well should also have a good singing voice. I feel yeah. like. Because they are able to move the pitch and tone of their voice no, all exactly. over the place. Um, but you don't hear about like, oh man, Jay Farrell, what a great singing voice. They probably, he's probably never done, tried or yeah. attempted it maybe in public. I mean, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, I don't know if they sing well, but they made a musical. So That's true. Probably the, I mean, one of the greatest musicals of oh, the <laughs> first century. Dude, I watched that musical way too young. My mom took, I think, me and my brother. It was like, we saw it in New York, I think. It was so long ago, I can't remember. Um, I think it was like 13 or 14. Yeah. I was a little too young for that one. I didn't miss a lot of the jokes. But I'm like, I really want to go back and watch it now and, and pick up on all the jokes. So funny. I do love also, I think Trey Parker was nominated for a, a Grammy for, or not a Grammy, an Oscar for Best Original Song, whatever, in a movie. For one of the songs from the South Park movie, yeah, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. lost to fucking Phil Collins. That's crazy. Yeah, so yeah, that's of a person to lose yeah. to. Yeah, but now, any t- every time in an interview when uh, Phil Collins is brought up, he's like, "Fuck that guy." <laughs> so, question to you guys: I haven't seen it yet, but have any of you guys seen the Mario movie? I have. No. I was I've, about to segue into that. I've heard. I've heard Peaches. Okay, so uh, here's the thing. Yeah. I, I thought it was hilarious. So. Uh, I was working yesterday. Then my boss was like, "Hey, can you play Peaches, uh, Peaches by Justin Bieber?" And then, but the version with like Givian and uh, yeah, what's this, uh, Daniel Caesar? Yeah. So I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And I type in Peaches on Spotify, dude. It's not even the top result anymore. It's Peaches nope. for uh, by Jack Black. Yeah. I'm just like, that that's song, crazy. That song is gonna be memed into its way. It's gonna get nominated for for an Oscar. It's eligible for an Oscar. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to segue into that. So I did see the movie. My recommendation is. Go watch it. I had a great time. I we heard it's we a had great, a fantastic time. I hear if you do enjoy Mario, at least at a very basic level, you will enjoy the movie. Well, I it's hear just, the, it's a, a fantastic cast. Oh, it? no, 100%. 
And I feel like the thing, so a lot of people complained about whole Chris Pratt, Mario, like his voice sucks and all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I trust me, go watch the movie. Once you get introduced to the plot, which they do not tell you about in the trailers at all. Yeah. It all makes sense and it's all, everything's fine. Who voices Luigi? Uh, It's Charlie Day. Oh, it's a Charlie Day? Ah, okay, okay. Um, The best character in the whole movie is, is the Luma. Hey, I've heard that from so many people. That it's, it's the Luma. Luma, and it's the daughter of the director who does the voice. Oh, okay. I think she's like four. Yeah, or five the Luma's years old. like hilarious, isn't it? It's fucking hilarious. So I don't want to spoil anything about the Luma, but go. So I would highly say go watch the movie. We both saw it. We saw it opening day. We were both off that Friday, mm. and we were just like, let's go to the movies. And we're like, yeah. oh look, Mario movie. So we we saw it in a packed theater, which was I hadn't done that in ages, and uh, it was it was great. We were entertained the whole time. Um, you know, yeah, it's a kids movie, hundred percent kids movie, but we loved it. it What's it called? I just remember like they probably don't do it now anymore, but like theaters did not give a fuck about overselling theaters on like premiere days because I remember, I think it was the first movie of the the most recent trilogy of Star Wars, um, oh, Force Awakens. Yeah, the Force Awakens. I remember going to that theater, and then we didn't. We weren't told it was oversold, so we went to it. I was sitting on the steps. <laughs> That's I was like, "Excuse me." Yeah, I, I don't remember the last time I went to a movie theater and it, there was anyone in it. Because usually I go late at night because that's prime time. Oh, yeah, no one's there, so it's just there's like five people in the on theater. a Monday night. <laughs> just yeah. like yeah, random go ass day. Go drink. PM. Yeah, go drink your beer and watch a movie. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was great. I actually have another movie. We just watched a movie yesterday. and In theaters? No, no. We watched it here. It, it played as a trailer before Ted Lasso. Yeah. And we watched the trailer, and it was like, there's no way. It's not a real movie. Uh, it's fucking Tetris. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tetris with um, Taryn Egerton. Yeah, Taryn Egerton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazing. Was it, it, okay. it's, it's an animated movie? No, no, no. no, it's, a no. Real, it's like, it's basically the whole entire backstory of Tetris. Oh, okay. And like okay. how okay. like this man is like weirdly like uh, it's is it the origin like the person that like he um that didn't get credit for it originally and then they took uh people made tetris and stuff uh, shit like spoilers. that spoilers finally... what do you mean spoilers this is so, history so uh alexi pajanov he's the guy who made tetris in russia yeah. uh in russia he made it during uh 1989 during communism and what you make russia owns yeah so the movie is about obtaining the rights the game because nothing left Russia at the time. Exactly. But the game was so fucking popular, they literally almost took down the Soviet Union because everyone was playing the game on their computers. Yeah. It was that popular. So this guy is like, I, he played it for the first time at this uh, electronic show and he was like, dude, this game's fucking awesome. I want to buy the rights to it so I can, so I can publish it and stuff. And uh, he buys it, buys the rights and everything. Those people don't actually own the rights. Uh, and so it's a whole crazy adventure of obtaining the rights for this fucking game. And what's wild is we watched like the behind the scenes stuff. They have the actual people, Alexei Pajanov and Hank Rogers there. And they helped with the writing of the movie because ah. everything was true. Yeah. And for as wild as the movie is, everything actually happened. Everything was true. And they helped write and were executive producers on it, making sure everything should be. Go watch it. It's two hours long. It was amazing. We were literally like... It's an Apple movie, right? Yeah, it's an Apple movie. And so, like, no, literally, because, like, we'll sit here on the couch and we'll watch stuff and, like, uh, we'll obviously smoke and stuff. We were so enthralled, the did not get passed between the two of us. It just stayed on the floor and we just were so enthralled with the movie. Uh, It was great. I think it's another Apple movie. Have you guys seen... It's horrible. It's a stupid-ass movie. I I, I just thought it was, like... It's, like, one of those dumb fun movies mm-hmm. it's the mockumentary for weirdo yankovic oh i haven't seen it yet, i haven't I watched, watched it, it. It's, yeah. it's so dumb but like for some reason i actually just was like just watching it the whole entire time it's like it would be one of those movies like on a if i were to watch again like put it in the background don't really give a fuck but I, for some reason my first time through i'm just like why am i watching this right now it it's makes a, no sense harry potter plays him right or daniel radcliffe daniel yes radcliffe. yeah uh, I really want to watch it though. Like I feel like it, it, it's gonna be funny. It's gonna like you said. It, you were clearly enthralled. You clearly were invested in the movie, and that's that's something I look for because I get bored easily. Watching movies isn't hard. The yeah. last few Ted Lasso episodes are long as fuck. Yeah. So like I'm like in the middle going, it's gonna end right now, right? And it's like, 
minutes. I'm like, what the fuck? That's how I felt about the Batman movie. It should have ended 30 minutes before. The Batman movie was way too long. It was 30 minutes too long. The new Batman movie? Yeah, Yeah. the new one. I remember watching it. I'm just like, "Mm, it's about to end right here. Nope. 15 more minutes. Oh, it's about to end right here. Nope. 15 more minutes. Oh, it finally ended. Okay. So, like, (laughs) so so what I'll say about that is that I think good writing is when you cannot predict what happened next. That is key writing. Predicting the ending like that, that's them basically trying to, you know, subvert your expectations. But But the problem wasn't necessarily the ending. It it was was just the relevance of the last 30 minutes. Well, that, and then there's also, there's just bits throughout the movie where it's like, why? Like, that doesn't need to be in here. You know, that could be. It's still a good movie. That could be wrong. It's a good movie, yeah. but. But I hate it when they try to subvert your expectations. And they add on an extra bits and parts that yeah. don't fucking matter. I said, you probably would have just sold it if you just come clean and just this is the ending. Yeah. But I hate it, yeah, when it's done in not a good way. That's one of those ways where it's not done in yeah. a good way. Oh, yeah. We are getting close to time, so we probably do have to wrap it up. Unfortunately, we don't get to talk about Ted Lasso. Have you kept up with this season? No, I haven't watched yet. Uh, I've never st- seen the show before. <laughs> yeah. I'm li- sorry. <laughs> go watch Ted Lasso. So I'm going to say this right what is now. It on? It's Apple on Apple Plus. TV+. Plus. I don't own Apple TV so I'll figure out a way yeah just come over I'll rewatch it with you I'll we'll <laughs> watch it. it like I will I literally like I, I say there's there's a couple important things that happened in my life in the past year positive and the benefit I'll make this my final note here Ted Lasso the mentality of Ted Lasso like having that positive like seeing the good in things yeah goes a long way um that show like mentality wise has put me like in the right mindset in terms of mental health that like Bam, like things are like they're they're happening, they're positive, they're good, they're moving forward. Give the show a watch. I, I recommend it to everyone. Um I will know. love that that show's kind of become that it's like a I don't know, it's been a blanket for a lot of people. It's just mm-hmm. been so comforting. It is and I don't and that's not what Ted Lasso started out at at no, all. It it was not at all. Yeah. But I'm thankful for Ted Lasso and I always recommend it to people. All right. I'll definitely watch it whenever I get the chance, but like I'm so bad at watching TV shows. I would ha- it, like like you're saying, come over, watch it. Sure. Like I would have to be at somebody's place to watch something. I at my own home, I will literally d- twiddle my fingers and do nothing than watch TV. Dude, I sit at my desk most days and I twiddle my thumb. Yeah, I can play video games, watch whatever, and I just sit there and do nothing. Exactly. It makes I, no I sense. I totally understand you. <sighs> That's just my life. But yeah, did you get to talk about Ted Lasso? Go watch the current season. It's great. It's wonderful. No spoilers. Uh, didn't get to talk about Blue Lock. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, let's go. We could talk about that on the next time. Yeah, we'll the this. next time. Uh, I have a lot to talk about because there are a lot of things coming out in the near future mm-hmm. that I'm excited about. I need to rewatch a lot of things. I need to have one season only and then all this kind of jazz. So I'm excited for that. Didn't get to talk about music. We talked about artists. We, we, we talked uh, music-related stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, we. I've, yeah. Give me one one artist, one song that you're listening to right now. One artist, one song. Uh, William Anything. William Beckman, uh, Bourbon Whiskey. Such a good song. Such dude. a good song. Okay, it's a he's, it's a cl- classic country feel. Uh, I don't know, sim- simplistic lyrically, uh, but it's just a great listen. All right, I'll give you one as well. Uh, Mal P. Drugs from Amsterdam. Lyrically, also simplistic. He just says drugs from Amsterdam. Yeah. Um, great song. It's a banger. Uh, everyone plays it. Mm. Um, but yeah, we do need to wrap up because we are getting here on time. Any final words, Riley? Uh, ladies, I got a tattoo, so I'm a bad boy now. <laughs> so. Dude, fuck yeah! Wait, what's your tattoo? Wait, <laughs> so it's an always sunny Philadelphia in Philadelphia tattoo. Oh, dude, their, that's fucking their lit. faces. But you know, I'm a bad boy now, so right. yeah, he is. We, I have to take a picture of that so we can post it on socials. Yeah. Um, no, you got anything? Ladies, your boy got another tattoo himself. <laughs> um, he's also a bad boy with more tattoos. Uh, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> what tattoo did you get? I got a t- uh, hand tattoo, like my full hand. Oh, really? What'd you get? What'd um, you get? It's from uh, what's it called Soul Eater. Oh, dude, I love Soul Eater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Soul Eater and or uh, Soul Eater slash Fire Force because it's in the, it's the same universe. Wait, what's Fire? We'll have to talk about it. Okay, later. I know because we'll get too far into it. But that's fucking dope. That's super cool. I'm Thank glad you. both of y'all got it. I'll get a tattoo eventually. I will get. It's one. been over a year and a half since I got got my last tattoo, and I'm like trying to been trying to finish my sleeve. My hand makes it look like I have more of a sleeve than I now do. So I'm chilling. <laughs> You're it's there. Almost there. You're getting there. You're almost there. 
I'm getting there. Yeah, I just need to fill up some gaps. That's it. All right, I'm done. But, <laughs> but all right, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening. This is our welcome back episode. Our, we're back. Expect to hear episodes from us every uh, week going forward now. Back to the usual stuff. Uh, like I teased or mentioned before, uh, possible video stuff down the road. Who knows? Uh, but we definitely have definitely an option now. Uh, but like before, uh, you're going to find us on socials at Riffs on Tap uh, is where you can find us at. If you go to RiffsOnTap.com, you can find all the links for everything there. Our Apple Music Plays, which will get updated here uh, shortly. Our Spotify Plays, which will also get updated, as well as links to previous episodes. If you're new here, uh, we have a whole year's worth of, of episodes that you can definitely go back and listen to. I know we've made a few references to some stuff. Um, but yeah, if you like the podcast, please share it with someone. Uh, like, comment. If you have any questions, tell us what we got wrong. I know we got something wrong. We always do. But thank you all very much. And I we will see y'all next week. Bye-bye.